at 12 Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Special guest today is Michelle Myers, certified advisor and co-owner or owner of Pink Collars. Um, Doug, her husband, wasn't able to join us here, but um, Michelle was grateful enough to, to join us here. And uh, we're going to be talking about how the workforce is changing and what things to look forward to or maybe not look forward to uh, with COVID-19, how it's affecting us now and how it's going to affect us in the future. And um, I don't know about you, Michelle. I know I don't think uh, Cody's has, has little ones at home yet, but things are changing um, at a rapid pace. I know I've had a few screen shares with um, unruly kids running through them uh, <laughs> just to mention a few things. So if it sounds like little elephants are coming through the background upstairs, um, the rules of remote working have changed and uh, it's a yeah. reality that we're all dealing with. So uh, Michelle, as I mentioned, is a certified advisor with uh, Service Autopilot owns a virtual assistant company called Pink Collars. And Michelle, if people are unaware of you or Pink Collars, you want to give us a little background. Um, obviously, your background uh, that I'm aware of actually came out of the tree industry. But if you kind of want to refresh everybody's memory, and then we'll we'll walk into uh, how the work workforce is changing <laughs> in COVID-19. And, um, you know, hopefully this doesn't last much longer because my COVID hair is um, going to be looking like Cody hair pretty soon. <laughs> it's not a good scene. Yeah, I was saying to somebody the other day that I am not really enjoying this coronacation. I really would really prefer to get my nails done, my hair done. I'm I, All the wheels are falling off the wagon over here. Um, I've got two kids at home that are both in online school, nine and 12. And then I've got a son who's in college um, in the middle of the country who's not really feeling this at all. He's out with corn and blonde girls at college and, and doing fine. But the world is certainly changing. <laughs> it really is. Um, and Pink Collars is there to, to step up. We do remote customer service rock stars. That's what we like to say. We put um, CSRs in the seat for your business. We assign one individual to work with your company each day, day in and day out. So we're just like an employee, but we're remotely located. So this new change that's happened with everybody having to work remote is really sort of business as usual at Pink Collars. And I love that because my team is safe. My companies that we support have all been able to continue uninterrupted service. And customer care, I think, is even more important in this, in this environment more than ever. So that's who we are, Pink Collars. Awesome. Um, actually, I just noticed here on the page too, we ended up actually on the simple growth page. So uh, we can actually repurpose this on the SA page or Cody, you actually want to reboot this call and just kind of let everybody know we'll be back on in like two minutes uh, on the I, SA page. I reposted the simple growth video into the member group uh, okay. and then I'll share okay, it on perfect. the SA page later. So I think we're good. Awesome. Okay. L little technical difficulty. <laughs> um, perfect. So uh, that being said, Michelle, I appreciate you kind of breaking into that. It kind of caught my train of attention when I, I looked up, but um, <laughs> either way, we're here to just continue to provide that value. And um, it, it, Cody, I guess it, as we're diving into it, we're going to talk about the new places of the workforce, but I know obviously working over at Service Autopilot's marketing department that uh, things are probably a little bit different for you as well, um, being shifted back to the home office. So I don't know uh, if you're willing to share, but um you know, has that been a big change going from a, a job that's been predominantly in an office to now actually shifting back to your house? So honestly, I feel like I have been more productive since being at home. Part of that is that, you know, everybody's having to produce video right now in like from a webcam or whatever that mm -hmm. like takes a lot less setup time on, on my part to produce content. Um, but also everybody's like available when I ask them to do an interview. <laughs> um, 
nobody can go out for drinks in the evening, so they are more than willing to record. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like our marketing team has been able to to just continue working, uh, you know, very nearly full steam ahead. Uh, we're already like we slack each other when we need stuff in the office anyway, even though we sit right next to each other. Um, so it honestly like fewer interruptions because someone can't walk up to your desk or walk past your desk and then decide to talk to you. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have been really, really enjoying this from a work perspective and from a like personal perspective, I've been very, very stressed out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, but it, 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 this doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. Uh, Michelle, I'm going to have to take some notes up on where your son's in the mid Midwest there. Uh, yeah, girls, 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 and corn stocks is uh, it's sounding really, really interesting. If I was a single man uh, in the upstate New York area right now, um, but as the new yep. work, workplace rules are changing, um, there's four or five key things we want to talk about. I know Forbes just released a article that Michelle's going to touch on, as well as her experience. Um, before we get into that, um, one thing that we, we are looking at here is contingency plans and looking at um, with the new work remote workforce, whether you're using a virtual assistant like Pink Collars as a certified advisor of SA, um, or how do we handle illnesses? How do we handle interruptions in technology? I know that my internet here um, at the home office has crashed at least three times. So I'm actually, I've got the Verizon hotspot here ready to go at a moment's notice just to be able to continue the, the level of service <clears throat> we are with our clients. Because it is, um, I know at least Spectrum in this area is seeing surges of um, people on there that they're not used to and, and literally the internet and the, the uh, TV service is crashing, you know, once or twice a day now. So hopefully it doesn't happen in the middle of this, but um, you know, Michelle, do you have any, cause obviously this is a game that you've been playing for, for several years now. So this is old hat for you, but uh, what kind of contingency plans would you recommend for a virtual assistant or if somebody's taking their office and going remotely far as technology illness um, and just customer service in general? Sure. Um, well, when we hire people in our firm, we make sure and test all of their internet capacity as part of their interview process. So if you are going to send someone at home, I, I would recommend that you do minimal speed testing um, and technology checks before you send them home. Um, have the, you know, have them go home and do that testing and make sure that they can receive the, you know, the information online. All of our systems that we work on are cloud-based, but they all fall apart once we don't have internet. So yeah. having that speed and understanding of the capacity of that particular home environment, super important. So we always test that. Um, we have a voice over IP phone system that we can always forward to people's cell phones and the interruption if there is an interruption in service. So if their home office does go down, all they do is send a message on Slack on their cell phone because they'll generally have cell phone service and we can actually move those customers' phones to their cell phone in, in the interim. This happens very rarely, um, but it's important to kind of know how to pivot quickly because you don't want to miss any interactions with your customers. Um, in addition to that, the way we've structured our team is the team lead is above all of the team members in taking care of our customers, our clients, and should a team member be sick or have some sort of of a you know technical issue, the team lead actually takes those phones before we use the cell phones. So cell phones is kind of the second line of defense. Um, but it's important to understand kind of what those systems are within your remote team member that you're working with so that you understand because things will go wrong. I mean, it is life. Um, mm -hmm. Systems will crash, computers will crash, internet will go down. 
Um, and you just have to be prepared for all of those, those ways through issues like that. Okay, beautiful. So, great, great feedback there. So next thing is, um, so with COVID-19 and, and everything that's happening, um, the use of technology, you know, you've kind of hit now redundancy and backup of technology, but going down kind of uh, the big, big three or four uh, that are shifting is really technology, culture, empathy, and uh, is this new rework, remote workplace a thing of just the short term or the future? We're going to kind of dial into each one of those if possible. Yeah. First question for you really is technology. Mm -hmm. What what technology is changing in um, in this ecosystem, and is it going to be technology that's going to probably be adapted um, in the future as well, or is this just in the short term? I mean, I personally see this as a long-term solution for most companies. I think most companies have been forced into doing remote work, and they've had to really play catch up on the systems. They didn't have them in place. You know, Service Autopilot works on Slack just like we do, so they already had that system going going forward for their inter-office communication, which I can not tell you enough fantastic things about Slack. We put Absolutely. all of our team members and every one of the clients that we serve on Slack with us. So I have an environment that has hundreds of channels and hundreds of members. And being able to have guys in the field be take take before and after pictures, being able to have, you know, commercial cleaning companies take before and after shots of check-in and check-out and put those videos on Slack, just again, takes the friction out of all the communication back to the office. So we really it rely on video and audio messages a lot when we don't get to have that face-to-face -face interaction. But I encourage every one of our clients get on slack you know get on slack phone calls with your team member that's on our side and communicate with them embed them in your business make them a part mm -hmm. of your culture and part of the day-to-day -day so that they feel really invested and they're really valued and want to work harder for your field service company so video on slack is hands down one of the biggest things we use um, and then audio. Guys do a lot of audio messaging. A lot of our clients are on the road and driving and driving to and from sites. And the ability for them to quickly just turn their iPhone on, throw a quick message about all of the data that's in their mind for the day that we need to attend to is incredibly helpful. If I make them stop their truck and type, they're not going to use that platform. They're going to be frustrated. Um, but then we have some folks that love to text. So giving people those different opportunities to communicate is massively important. Um, we use Trello in addition to that. So we like to call Trello kind of the repository of all of the information of a client. And so if you were to hire me as an office person, you'd probably bring me to an office like this with a big whiteboard, kind of like what's behind me here. And you would say, hey, Michelle, you know, these are our services and this is our culture and this is um, our pricing and this is everything about what we do. And here's our website and here's all of our employee manual and here's all the information about our company. Well, once you don't have an office to go back to, you have to digitize that information in some way. And Trello is an incredible whiteboard moment for a business owner to be able to put all of that data in one place that everyone can collaboratively share. And then when you're training new people or when you have a new person coming in, you can very easily invite them to that board and that data is consistently changing and living in, in real time. And having that backup for the owner gives them an incredible understanding that we are embedded in their business, we care, we're looking at that snapshot every single day. And 
it's collaborative. So if something happens and they need to change a service item or add something, that's happening in the cleaning all the time. We're adding fogging services, spraying services. We're, we're just think things are changing on the fly and the websites aren't even updated, but we need to know that these services exist. The owner can at 11 o'clock at night throw a new card up and we know exactly how to price it, how to tell the customer that it's available and how to start selling it on the phone. And these are invaluable tools for a work environment that's collaborative. Um, so I, I highly recommend Slack. Trello's free. You can't beat the price. I would say that every owner needs to have a Trello account, um, every business owner. Um, and that engaging in those two ways, you know, kind of big picture on the Trello, kind of your whiteboard moments, and then small day-to-day -day operational on Slack. I think with those two, you've got kind of a power punch that you can't. You can't be beat. You can really connect people in those two ways. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Want a free guide to secrets of simple growth automation? Head over to www.startsimplegrowth.com and click Get Started. We'll deliver our guide to your messenger. Plus, enter to win a free estimator chatbot. Awesome advice. I know just some of the interactions that we had um, here at Simple Growth, we're all remote. We've got people in Canada working for us. We've got uh, North Carolina. I'm in New York. The core group's here. Um, sure. We've got other people out in the Midwest, actually, that uh, do a lot of our bots. Um, and a lot of times we don't, we, we get, we're so used to it that we don't necessarily use that technology. But recently, uh, we've been talking about it so much that I've actually encouraged, if not pretty much made it mandatory to actually have webcams on. Yeah. Um, and in that actually the last couple of days, it's been really interesting because it felt like it, it created that personal connection again. And it was yeah. like being with people. Um, I mean, I've got everybody in the house, but I almost feel isolated because it's not my normal thing, yeah. uh, with everybody here working from home or my remote, uh, or my regular office as well. Cause you kind of get that social interaction. Um, Cody, do you have any thoughts on technology or anything that you guys are seeing, um, or yourself right now, um, that you'd add to that. And then, uh, after that, we're kind of going to dive into culture. Yeah. So I had a few thoughts on Trello because I love Trello and I have been trying to force it to be used on our marketing <laughs> team for the last couple of years. And when we were first talking about going remote, I went to Patrick, our director of marketing, and was like, hey, I want to recreate our entire scrum board that's on like a four by eight whiteboard in our office. Uh, I want to recreate that in Trello and we can use that to go remote. And we've been doing our scrum meetings every morning using uh, a Trello board. Um, and the other thing, like I use Trello to run our entire video pipeline at SA. And I have a free account right now, but I'm like dancing on the edge of upgrading <laughs> uh, to get some more um, automations built sure. into my Trello board. Because you can like when you add a card to a particular column, you can have it dump uh, a checklist into that mm -hmm. card. Yeah, and it awesome. is so nice. Yeah. So yeah. like Trello is a very open-ended platform, very similar to how Service Autopilot is so customizable to your business. Trello is is right there. And I, I cannot say enough good things about Trello. Awesome. Well, not that I was even intending on doing this, but I do have actually a free Trello template 
for a lawn care company. So I've got one built and I'll share it in the, in the notes underneath. I'll just send the link. It's public. Just make a copy of it. Please don't trash the one that's in there. <laughs> make a copy into your own account, please. Um, and that template's free for anybody to use. And it kind of gives you a guideline, kind of a framework of what information any business would really need to have. And then you can just add from there, but I'll, I'll be awesome. sure to put that link at the bottom of the page here today. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, sure. So next thing is I, I got kind of maybe, um, alluded to a little bit, just kind of getting that personal connection with those webcams and kind of talking in person when we're not in person. Um, I feel that this, this change of going from in-person, um, collaborative culture, um, and being now remotely trying to do it through screen sharing, different things. Uh, Michelle, what are your thoughts? How is this affecting culture in the actual new remote workplace now? Well, we have a Slack channel, many, many Slack channels that are only um, supporting culture. So we actually have a music video channel and I will make music videos. There's nothing more <laughs> embarrassing than me doing my lip syncing music videos for my team. And they love it. They absolutely think it's hysterical. So I think you can have culture remotely. Um, I will shift the camera here and you can see my prize wheel is right behind me. I throw uh, the prize wheel on. We have a monthly meeting and for different call log um, percentages, quality driven scores, and then customer feedback, our team is available to win prizes on the prize wheel. So I spin it on our monthly meeting on Zoom. Um, they love it. They freak out. It's like movie theater tickets, uh, uh, target cards, gift cards to Michael's. It's all kinds of different fun things that they can spend um, remotely. The movie theater, not so much right now. Ooh, but those <laughs> gift cards to Michael's, though, you might want to get everything your crap on. You never know. Yeah. yeah, everything else like Target and all that stuff, Home Depot. And they love it because, you know, a 50 buck gift card is really fun to get on a Friday. And so we do that once a month. So I got a lot of these great ideas from my dear friend, Martha Woodward, who does the pay for performance expert. And so she's got a great course. She's actually kicking off a new course now that I would recommend for any field service company to, to participate in. She has a, a great deal of of um, information and incredible, incredible intuitive results we've gotten from our team remotely by putting people through that program. So I've gone through my through it myself. And then we've had a couple of our team members take it as well. And it's it's a great platform to to really kind of buy in on your culture when you are remote. Um, so that one's really good. So the culture turnaround series is what she calls it. And I can't recommend it enough. I think you should absolutely do it. Yeah. Mar Martha's always got some good, some good stuff going on. Uh, Martha's actually, uh, myself and Martha were the original, uh, certified advisors of service <laughs> autopilot. I don't know if, school. uh, you would, yeah, taking it OG for sure, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely, uh, we were the guinea pigs of the system and, uh, I love you know, it. we're honored to be part of that. But yeah, Martha, Martha, anything she puts to market is, is a solid good product that has a great return on investment. So I haven't heard of that yet, but yeah. anything that Martha puts out, I would definitely recommend checking out. Um, yeah. Cody, do you have anything uh, to, to, to add on in culture? I know like even service autopilot, a lot of like the software service businesses that I've been to have certain things like their Colby assessment, their different scores on their cubicles, or um, basically a personality assessment test. So like as you're walking, interacting with people in an office, you kind of know how they, they, they take um, information and how they digest and how they make decisions. Now, some of those things just aren't available anymore when we're working through a Slack channel or through Zoom or, or go to meeting. Yeah. So as, as, have you seen any um, downsides or possibly upsides of how to actually incorporate some of the things in a physical office in a remote office? 
So a couple years ago, we actually changed all of our Slack usernames to include <laughs> those Colby scores. Oh, that's awesome. So they're they're built in to the system. Once you uh, once you do your assessment and you get your results back, you add that to your your Slack username. So we've taken that. Uh, it's fully online now. Like we don't. I think you still get the uh, the printout when you get your results. Hmm. Um, but mostly when you're when I want to go remember what somebody's Colby score is, it's way more uh, efficient and subtle to uh, look at their Slack name than to creep over to their cubicle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> millennials oh, <laughs> avoiding the in-person conversation. No wonder you're liking this remote work. It's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the other thing that we've been doing, uh, like Michelle talked about, is just like really leaning on Zoom meetings among teams. And Jess, our, our HR rep, has been putting together uh, people like just giving quick talks about things that they're an expert in. So we have uh, David on, on the launch team who does imports uh, is a former personal trainer. And that's still like, you know, you don't, you don't stop doing all of that just because you're uh, pursuing a different career. Um, so he's been doing sessions, uh, helping people work out uh, while they're stuck at home, body weight exercises. So we've been, we have those that people can tune into. We have some people who are uh, musicians and they have been uh, putting on uh, like company concerts. Uh, so we've been doing all of that remotely. The marketing team has a, a happy hour scheduled for tonight. We're going to play uh, Quiplash together, which is like a game you can play fully remote. Um, so we're just like trying to keep everybody still seeing each other, still interacting and having fun like we would in the office. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Scott Howard lately on the old Zoom or GoToMeeting, but uh, Rumor has it he's been, hit, he's been hitting the hit program pretty hard with uh, David over there at Essays. So uh, I might have to <laughs> hit David up with a copy of that uh, hit hit workout program he's got going over there. So Scott Squared might be uh, Scott one by the end of uh, the end of the year if he keeps you know working out the way he is. So uh, pretty impressive results over there, and it probably stemmed from this. Um, so as we're going in now, we're talking about culture. So what about empathy? And I know uh, Michelle and I can uh, empathize with each other pretty well with, uh, I've got two little ones at home under the age of five and um, working with the family in the house when you're traditionally not used to that. Um, you, you know, I think some team members might not understand what's going on or some of your customers, but the other people that do have kids and are kind of stuck in the same organized chaos that you are uh, with kids and family in the same work area for the last, well, I think I'm going on almost a month straight now. Um, it, it can be a bit stressful and uh, obviously the family unit supports you the best they can and you support them. But uh, Michelle, what would you think as far as empathy? Like, is this going to continue um, as a good thing for remote work teams? And then maybe eventually when we get back to a normal thing where we're maybe not working remotely as much, but there may be um, some empathy around people having kids and families and maybe that work-life balance is going to be re-examined. I'm thinking at least in my scenario, um, our, our passion and mission over here at Simple Growth is to help small business owners take their life back from their business. And that was one of the things originally in my business that my business owned my life and ended up causing divorce. So um, work-life balance is always at top of frame of mind for me. But I know if that hadn't happened to me, um, I probably would not be as, um, let's say considerate when we had other employees with kids and baseball games and everything else that are in the middle of the workday possibly. So what's your thoughts on this, uh, Michelle? Oh, oh 
Cody, we, we got another one again. <laughs> All right, I think it's B Live's fault now. It, I it, it maybe it maybe. If if I can just talk about this for one second, because yeah, I no, realized be, uh, when I was talking perfect. about how how much more productive I've been working from home and the removal of distractions and people don't walk past your desk and uh, and try to start up a conversation, I realized that like oh if I had a kid, they would be the person wandering past my desk hitting up a conversation. Uh, so yeah, I mean that was just a big blind spot for me because it's not part of my life yet. Michelle, yeah. are you back? Michelle has left the building and she is now back in the building. Can we get some audio maybe? No. Well, we lost our expert. It's all right. Though. I think I think we can handle this. At least we can hear Cody now. <laughs> Michelle, if you want to hop back in and just retry your headset. But uh, either way, we'll keep rolling here. Uh, SA Weekly Talk Show. Like we said, we're, we've got some technology and redundancy backups here. Cody and I are back in the, uh, the co-pilot and pilot seat here for the intern for a few minutes and Michelle gets back. But um, I guess empathy is, is definitely something that we want to take a look at. I think if we haven't built it into our culture, we need to. Uh, one thing I was just dealing with, with uh, Jason Cup, uh, somebody who's near and dear to the SA ecosystem is our handbook. Um, and there is certain things along with empathy, but now there are new rules of the game, depending where you're at in the state or country um, that you have to actually, there's new rules and legislations of working around um, kids and illnesses and COVID-19. So those are things that um, we need to look at and have an understanding of what our, our workforce is going through and be able to adapt to it um, to, to basically work together as a team as we're all dealing these tough times. So uh, Cody, you kind of alluded to it. Do you have anything to add to that far as having empathy of maybe you have some folks that um, are working remotely or have kids or different things like that that could be affecting their ability to work during these normal work hours? I mean, I have... So as someone who, who doesn't have kids, I have been uh, just trying to keep really flexible when, when someone I know is, is in a situation that's you know, specific to their family or whatever. If they are needing to, to talk to me after hours, um, I, I make myself available to, to make those things happen. Um, I'm just trying to be like a conscientious coworker during this time of like everything being crazy and everybody's schedules messed up. Uh, just trying to make sure that, that we can keep our momentum and keep working, uh, even if that's outside of the normal hours that I would be working. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a podcast. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Awesome. Michelle, I think maybe your audio is working. Possibly. Michelle, you want to give it one go? I think you're, I reclicked your button. No. Okay. Um, right. Either way, we're going to keep on rolling here as the show goes on. Uh, so outside of empathy, the next thing we're talking about is uh, remote work. Is this the new normal or is it something temporary? And I guess I'll kind of put my thoughts on it here. If Michelle can chime in, uh, I think I, I've got her microphone back up and running, but um, the idea, at least in my scenario or my, my uh, assumption, this is that the service industry may be changing from this. I don't think we're ever going to go from what is normal before this to back to that normal where I think uh, a, a service that uh, certified advisor Michelle office here at Pink Collars is going to become a bit of the norm because a a virtual assistant is going to have the ability and already pre-built uh, systems in place to handle illness, technology, and buffers, and be able to do that. 
So whether you're going out and a lot of people are shifting to that model because they don't have the time to reinvent the wheel or uh, manage that remote workforce, I feel like there's going to be a huge shift to virtual assistants, whether it's in the U.S. or across the world. And then the second side of that is um, if I'm, I was going to restart a business and I was looking to minimize my overhead and have the deepest bench of skill set, now I not only am basically locked into my upstate Rochester, New York area. Um, so with my business, Simple Growth, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier that we've actually gone out and been able to take an international pool of people and go out and find the most highly qualified applicants to handle that job in the best culture of it. So now with this kind of new reality of a remote worker, we can go out and tap the whole entire country, the whole entire world for the best workers, the best cultural fit and skill set. Um, and depending on where you're at, some markets may actually be the pay, pay rate on that may actually be lower. Um, and even through the compensation plans of maybe paying for uh, certain technology of internet or Chromebooks or whatever else you're using, your, your fixed overhead in your business predominantly will come down. Um, mm -hmm. So that's where a service like Michelle's, I think, is instrumental right now. And then in addition, um, it is also really important to, oh my gosh, I think we've got audio kids. And the, ki and the kid is back. So hopefully we don't lose hey, you, Cody. Uh, I, I can't hear Michelle, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cody. <sighs> All right, so let's let's see what happens here now. Cody can, I believe, hear. Can you hear, Cody? Beautiful. Yes, I can. This is oh, amazing. Awesome. So we love automating. We love replication. I mean, she has automated herself here. This is close me out. Come on, guys. Michelle she and me stereo. Too many. <laughs> Come on, and that's enough. It's enough. Ah, you, uh, you play your play now. Let's go. <laughs> I am <laughs> terrible. Oh, I love it. So Michelle, I know we, we missed you there on uh, a little bit of the culture, but far as our empathy, but do you have any, any thoughts on empathy and uh, my hair looks good too. Thank you. You know, I, I do have thoughts on empathy and I think that um, I started working remotely as a result of the 2009, 2010 crash. So when I started, I was absolutely dug in on the fact that I wanted to be a parent first. That was my number one goal to start working remotely. I had an older son who's now in college. I just mentioned him and I had a daughter and I did not want to put her in daycare. I wanted to be at home with her. I wanted to create something that I could do um, that could fulfill my role as a wife and a mother and all of those great things. And that was really my focus. And it's interesting now that I feel that all of us have been at home and all of us have been with kids and all of us have been trapped with our significant other. I think we're going to have a lot more understanding of people that are making that choice in the future. And if that becomes something that's even more supported, I think that a lot of families and children and women and a lot of people will really benefit from that. So if I see something as a silver lining in this entire thing, I hope that the culture shifts just a little bit so that we're a little bit more empathetic about um, people that choose to work from home and that they're valued and important. I mean, we I've heard it maybe 10 times in the last couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we have you guys and that you're home and you're healthy and the office is still running and I don't have to think about it because I'm dealing with how to send 
four guys in a truck in three different vehicles. I'm trying to figure out that stuff. I'm trying to figure out safety precautions for my field staff. And I don't have to worry about you guys. It's like one less headache, right? Um, And so I think that if we get a a little bit of a win in that area, I think it would be really good. Huge. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. And I guess uh, as you reset your technology there, uh, we kind of started (laughs) to touch on the remote work uh, scenario. And is it going to be the norm moving forward or is it just something temporary? What, what are your kind of your, your thoughts on that? And, and how is that, how is this shift? My opinion is it's, it's not going to go back ever the way it was. I, I don't think it'll go back. I think it will shift. It will stay this way for a lot of reasons. I think that people will now understand that it's possible. So the barrier to entry and all of the reasons why it doesn't work are going to be gone because now they had, they were forced to do it. Right. Um, I think that paying for commercial real estate will be something that will be an option now instead of a a necessity of your business. Right. I know a lot of guys that we work in lawn care and um, tree work, especially guys that have a lot of equipment, the yard or the place that they store their equipment sometimes isn't super cush and awesome. And a lot of people don't really want to work there. No offense, guys. I love you. Uh, Michelle, are you picking on the mini stores you used to run 20 crews out of? That crew is strong. That is a strong crew. Okay. I feel like she'd take some shots after we had doubled up her camera. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I think that people have been, have felt almost pushed into purchasing commercial real estate or moving into an office because that's just how it's quote unquote done. I think that people will let this time be a little bit more creative and they'll say, you know, maybe it's not necessary that I have this office anymore. Maybe I don't need to spend this overhead. Maybe I can cut those costs, put the yard back where it was, or maybe put the guys back where they were and have them just come from the, from their home And maybe it all works really well. And maybe I save a little bit of money in the process. I mean, I think that people are going to think a little bit differently. And that's going to be interesting to watch, too. So I I think it's going to be permanent. Awesome. Yeah, I think that, I mean, some people will go back, but I think that some will probably not. Um, And that's, it's a big shift. I think a lot of this, like you said, if there's a silver lining that uh, there's a lot of good that's going to come out of this. And yeah. I think it's just going to be good for everybody. Long as you know, hopefully we get through this. And uh, we talked about it yesterday. We had uh, Callahan's Corner at Brian Ring out of Minnesota with Ring Lawn Care, and uh, they finally had just gotten essential status um, in Minnesota because they basically lawn care was deemed non-essential. So uh, I don't want to sound like mm-hmm. a broken wheel here or a broken record, but uh, one thing: if you're watching this live or recorded in the last few days. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments here. Michelle, Cody, and I are happy to answer them live or yeah. in person. But one thing I, I just really, really want to stress is um, in my local market and some of the other national markets that we're seeing, I'll use the example of Erie, um, right in Buffalo, west of me, is their, um, basically their mayor or whatever it was, their head figure in that area, got on local news and literally called out lawn care companies specifically and said, heed the warning, if you are an essential business, only provide the essential things that are in the legislation, or you're going to end up like the bars and restaurants that didn't play by the rules, tried to sit people at the bar or the restaurant, and didn't mm-hmm. adhere to the take-in, take-out. And then some of those businesses now have been shut down, not just during this time, but permanently. Um, so I think as a industry, whether you're lawn care, home cleaning, if the services you're providing are deemed essential. Stay within mm-hmm. those confines because yeah. it's only going to take a few people to crush 
us on a local or even a national level. And if this thing lasts throughout the summer, um, I sure would not want to be the couple companies in my town or city that ruined it for everybody else on a local and national level. So I just think it's really important. Um, keep an eye out too as well. Jason Cups and posting a lot of content right now about um, the PPP, the pay, payroll uh, protection plan, as well as other grants. Uh, the timing right now is more than uh, important than ever. It's something if you're going to do it, look at it. Um, and, and if you don't need it now, don't be cocky and thinking that, you're not going to need it in the future. You never know. These are uncharted times. So you don't have to necessarily use it. If you get it, you can probably give it back or just utilize it. But if you don't line those resources up while they're still shortly available, um, another three to six months from now, you may be kicking yourself. So I would, I would obviously get with a consultant or somebody, your banker, understand the payback. If it's, if it's going to be um, basically, passed off where you don't have to pay it or it's something you're going to have to be uh, paid off. So if there's mm-hmm. forgiveness or not, and then can you get some of these funds? And if you do buy at some point, don't need them, can you just give them back and be forgiven for it? So it's um, yeah. there's a lot of things going on right now. A lot of uncertainty. I think that our, our ecosystem here at service autopilot amongst yourself and Martha um, and some of the other uh, Facebook groups with uh, that you guys are breaking out are great for support and acknowledgement. But um, I, you know, my root or encouragement is, stick by the rules. Don't bend them. The short-term profit is not going to be worth the long-term pain and suffering that you may cause yourself or your industry. And Michelle, I can't thank you enough for coming on, uh, (laughs) even through the technology difficulties. Uh, Hopefully this lifts up sooner than later. Um, Yeah, Cody and I were drowning, but uh, everything everything goes to plan with SA7 coming up in Dallas, (laughs) uh, probably November. Uh, December this year coming up. Obviously, they haven't announced a date with all the chaos going on in the world, but uh, I see all the lanyards in the back over your uh, shoulder there. And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to hit the road, man. It, it, I it, love it, being on the road. It, 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 it's, it's got me thinking. It, it's got to be conferencing season soon. If not, uh, I'm sure all of us will come up with some unique way to do things remotely. Uh, but, uh, man, I thought I had a, uh, a lanyard uh, wall of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, basically just a trophy sh- trophy over there. But man, I, I'm feeling like I need to hit the road a little bit more. Wow. <laughs> it's impressive. So, well, uh, good news. We've got uh, next week at 12 Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. I've got Megan Likes of Small Business Accounting, um, a speaker, teacher, and volunteer coming on live, QuickBooks and uh, consultant uh, around financial. So Megan has just been dropping knowledge bombs. If you haven't seen her, Check her out on Facebook. She's just providing a whole ton of free information around COVID uh, grants, disaster relief, you name it. She's been tackling it um, with the ever-turning world and everything we're in right now. We haven't been able to tie, die down exactly what we're going to talk about uh, because if something comes up in the next seven days, we want to be able to pivot. But uh, have definitely confirmed Megan Likes of um, Small Business Accounting or Bookkeeping Academy Online. Bookkeeping Academy Online. Yeah. Bookkeeping Academy Online. She's awesome. She and I and Martha and Taylor Maroney from Mr. Pipeline have all created a Facebook group called Fight Club for Business. Now, see, I was going to talk about it. Ask her about it. Ask her. Michelle, what's the first rule of Fight Club? The first rule of Fight Club is actually this Fight Club. You do talk about it. You talk about it. You invite your friends. You tell your friends. You tell your other business. Com- you know, you tell your other folks out there, your other vendors, your other business owners. Everybody needs to be fighting for their business right now. So those are the topics that we tackle every week. Love it. So uh, yeah. like I said, we've got uh, Megan Likes of 
Light's accounting company, and um, we will be seeing her again at 12 Central, 1 p.m. Eastern um, next week. So if you have any comments or questions for uh, Megan, uh, drop them in there, and we will uh, be happy to answer them live or recorded as well. So, Michelle, once again. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Tell Doug I said hello. Thanks, guys. And I will. I will. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you at a conference uh, sooner than later, hopefully. Hopefully yeah. very soon. Good to see you guys. All Thanks right. a lot. Good to yep. see you, Michelle. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.